When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Hi, awesomes. It's Megan. A quick heads up. Rebecca and I recorded this episode of Sorta Awesome before the U.S. presidential election. As we recorded, we knew that roughly half of our listeners would be sad, angry, or upset about the election results. And we just want to be sensitive to the fact that we know that not all of our awesomes are quite ready to celebrate the end of the election cycle. If you're not there yet, that's okay. You know right where to find us when you're feeling up to it. Okay, now on to this week's show. Hey everyone, I'm Megan Teets, and this is Sorta Awesome. show that is all about uncovering the awesome in the everyday. Each week, my co-hosts and I give our favorite tips, share our best stories, and confide our true confessions as we invite you to join us in the pursuit of awesome. This is episode 77 of Sorta Awesome, and we are brought to you this week by theruffledpage.com. The Ruffled Page specializes in handmade home decor, specifically stunning wreaths created from the pages of hymnals, classical sheet music, maps, and with burlap and other natural accents. Stay tuned for more information and a coupon code from the Ruffled Page later in today's episode. Well, welcome back to Sorta Awesome, everyone. I'm joined today by my lovely friend, Rebecca Hoffer of SimplyRebecca.com. Now, last week, Kelly and I shared some ideas for distracting yourself from the crazy happening in our world right now. And this week, Rebecca and I are taking a leap of faith and believing that by the time this show drops, we'll all be ready to celebrate the fact that we made it through the election season. Today, we are sharing 18 ways to celebrate surviving. And even those of you awesomes who are listening to this episode in the future may just have something hard in your life that you need to celebrate surviving as well. So we hope this list is inspiring for whoever listens whenever they tune in. We're going to get to all of those things here in just a moment. But first, let's start the show the way we always do with our Awesome of the Week. Rebecca, what do you have for us this week? Well, this is sort of awesome history because I, for the very first time ever, am recommending something music related. Yay, I can't wait to hear it. (laughs) I love a music recommendation, so I cannot wait to hear what you have found. Well, somebody in the Hangout group had said, you know, help me out. I don't really actually listen to music that much during the day. And how exactly are you listening? 
And I really resonated with that post because I also struggle to play music throughout the day. But, you know, I was feeling a little stressed out. I'm like, I'm going to conquer this. I went on to Spotify and I decided I want to search for some fun piano music, something relaxing, something without words, something that I could just play in the background to just be soothing. But I didn't really know what exactly to listen to because I didn't want classical. And when you're getting into, you know, piano music, that's just like a wide range of things that you can be, styles that you can be listening to. So I came across piano covers of pop songs. Oh, how fun. And I love them. I love them so much. (laughs) So that's exactly the name of the Spotify playlist. It's called Piano Covers of Pop Songs. It's by Henry Ecker. And there's just over 100 songs. The songs range from being released in 2010, even up to 2015. It includes things like Applause by Lady Gaga, Blank Space by Taylor Swift, Wrecking Ball, Hello, Hey There Delilah, Since You've Been Gone, a whole variety of things. And what I love about this is you remember back in high school, everybody has this moment where maybe the slightly awkward kid gets behind <laughs> the piano and he just is like amazing. And everybody is like, wow, and he's playing such a good song. And you develop kind of like that awkward crush on him because he instantly got more attractive because of Wait. amazing piano playing. <laughs> This is like, this is getting really specific, Rebecca. Oh, come on. Everybody, every girl has had this experience. <laughs> the slightly awkward guy wows us all behind the piano, and you're just like, wow, I could listen to you for days. It's like that without the awkward crush. Gotcha. Gotcha. So that's the feeling you're going to get. <laughs> So I feel like what you're telling me, I have to confess, when I hear instrumental covers of pop songs, I think of like Muzak, like the kind of like background noise in an elevator or where you're at the dentist's office or whatever, and it's just like playing in the background. You're telling me this is better quality than what I'm thinking of. I'm telling you, this is like high school crush on that guy playing the piano. Like, it's that good feeling. Not like I'm about to have a tooth drilled into feeling. It's a good, it's a good, stop laughing at me. It's okay. a good feeling. I'm, I enjoy it. Mm-hmm. Take a listen for yourself, Megan. <laughs> okay. I am definitely going to check this out. You know I am always looking for a new playlist to subscribe to. So I'm going to find it. And did you say you found that from a recommendation from an awesome? No, it just the in the awesome in the hangout group was saying, hey, how do you listen to music? I don't listen to enough. And I was like, well, I'm raising my hand. I also don't listen to enough music. And then it just inspired me. Like, I shall conquer this problem that I have in my life. Well, I was going to say that's totally serendipitous because my Awesome of the Week actually was recommended from an Awesome in the Hangout group. And what I want to share with you all this week, and and maybe we all need this more than at other times in life right now, is stress relief of the herbal variety. I want to assure everybody it's completely legal. (laughs) (laughs) In all states or... (laughs) (laughs) In all states, completely legal. So the herbal supplement, or um, it's actually an herbal tincture that I want to recommend is called motherwort. 
which sounds almost a little spooky, possibly dangerous, <laughs> but it's not. It really works. So before my trip to Lebanon, um, I had asked for people to share some tips, especially about overcoming travel anxiety because I have travel anxiety so terribly badly. Somebody had started a thread to make some recommendations. And then one of the awesomes, Jessie Lee, she is a frequent um, commenter and beloved member of the Hangout group because she always has something awesome to share. Well, she chimed in on a thread and suggested that I try motherwort as, um, as a way to alleviate some of the stress and anxiety that I was having about traveling. So you know me, Rebecca. I mean, I'm always up for some kind of crunchy experiment, right? So Yes, you are. <laughs> so I was like, okay, I will check this out. So I found it on Amazon. Now, Jessie Lee is fortunate enough to have an actual apothecary in her city that she lives in where she can go and have this freshly made tincture um, that she where she buys it. I don't have that that I know of. Oklahoma Cityans, if you're listening, if you're like, wait, there's an apothecary here, please do tell me because I'm, I'm not aware of it if there is. But I found this on Amazon. The The brand that I found is called Herb Farm with farm spelled P-H-A-R-M. And what Motherwort as an herbal tincture does is it provides endocrine system support. So the endocrine system in our bodies is the system that controls our hormones, which, as you know, that's a variety, like a lot of different functions of our biology are controlled by um, by our hormone system. So what Motherwort does is it goes in and kind of just supports the endocrine system. So I was a little bit skeptical because my... Travel anxiety is really bad. <laughs> and plus, before I left for Lebanon, it was at a time when we had a ton of stuff going on for Sorta Awesome and a ton of stuff happening with Smartest Person in the Room, the other podcast that I produce with co-host Laura Tremaine. And I was just like, I, I was having a really hard time with things. I was skeptical if it was going to work. Well, I will tell you that it worked amazingly well for reducing my anxiety systems. Another added benefit that I found with the motherwort is it really helped control my PMS symptoms, which that does make sense. If it's giving you endocrine system support, it makes sense that you would want that it would have that effect on your body. That was just like a wonderful byproduct that I did not know, a wonderful side effect that I not did not know was going to happen with using this. So here are a couple of things that you need to know about it. If, if you are looking for a supplement to help with some anxiety or some endocrine system issues that you're having, first of all, you should always check, especially if you are pregnant or nursing, this one particularly because it um, has an effect on the endocrine system. If you're pregnant or nursing, absolutely check with your healthcare provider to see if it's okay for you to take. Secondly, you need to know it tastes terrible. You guys, I have a really high tolerance for things that taste terrible, particularly like crunchy remedies. Like I've seen people really have a fit over, you know, taking a little apple cider vinegar each day because they can't stand the taste. I actually like the taste of apple cider vinegar. And so that's never bothered me. Um, I, I read some reviews that talked about how terrible it tastes. And I was like, I, I mean, I don't know. How bad can it taste? I'm telling you, it tastes terrible. So what you do is you dilute a dropper full in about two ounces of water and swallow it down. And I don't know what to tell you, except, I mean, I guess you could try, I don't drink juice, but I guess you could try mixing it in with some juice or something. To me, I'm just like, you just, you just got to power through it and swallow it down. Um, but one dropper full 
is great just for, like I said, mild anxiety relief. Um, two droppers of this in two ounces of water works as a wonderful sedative, just enough to take the edge off of the crazy in your mind, off of the swirly thoughts that you're having. If you are kind of stuck in an anxiety cycle where you're just working through the same thoughts over and over as a sedative, motherwort is wonderful just to kind of help quiet the mind so you can calm down and go to sleep. And thirdly, I have even been using it a little bit now and again with my oldest daughter, Daisy. She had a pretty big anxiety flare up recently about her math class. So I was, we'd already do some magnesium support with her for her anxiety, but I felt like she needed a little extra boost. And this really helped to bring her out of the anxiety cycle that she had gotten into. And she also is not great with things that don't taste great, but she was able to just swallow it down. And we got to laughing and joking about it being our Hermione Granger solution for anxiety because it feels, motherwort feels like something that you might uh, be prescribed at Hogwarts or somewhere in the wizarding world of Harry Potter, which I know is getting a blank stare from you, Rebecca. (laughs) (laughs) I have no idea what you're even saying anymore. (laughs) I hear your words, but they make no sense. So motherboard extract, I will, of course, put a link into the show notes if you would like to look up and see the brand that I found on Amazon that has been working so well for me that I wanted to throw that out there as my awesome of the week in case anybody else is needing a little stress and anxiety relief in their lives. So speaking of things that are stressing us out, <laughs> like I said at the top of the show, Rebecca and I have been texting today like, are we sure we want to record today? Is the world even going to continue turning after today? But we are believing that it will. And that by the time we get to this weekend after the election and the weeks following, that we are going to be so ready to collectively celebrate that we have made it through this incredibly stressful time in our country and in the world. So we thought we would put together a list of fun things that you could entertain the thought of doing to celebrate. We were inspired by an article at the Wall Street Journal that was called 101 Rut-Busting Things to Do This Weekend. I will put a link to that inspiration piece in the show notes. It really was a list of 101 ideas that you could do. And this was just to kind of get out of whatever, you know, like the weekend doldrums. This, And they had all kinds of things ranging from completely silly to things that you would never actually do to things that you maybe really should consider practicing, like really sitting down and listening to someone's story. So it was a great inspiration piece. Rebecca and I put together a list of 18 things that we think that you could do to celebrate as well. So Rebecca, I can't wait to hear the first one on your list. My first one is take a bath in the dark with glow sticks. (laughs) (laughs) That is fun. I've never, I've taken a lot of baths in my life, but never with glow sticks. I love it. I actually did this with my kids or for my, (laughs) for my kids. I didn't, (laughs) I did this for my kids. Um, over the summer, it was part of my summer fun list ideas that I had found. And yeah, I got the the glow sticks from the Dollar Tree and turned off all the lights and threw in a bunch of glow sticks. And it was so much fun. So why can't grownups do it too? I think that'd be great. <laughs> that is so fun. I really do love that. <laughs> okay, yes, doing that with your kids might lead to a different outcome. Wow, that doesn't sound very relaxing. <laughs> 
Okay, the first one on my list is to go shopping for a quilt. And I was thinking about this over the weekend because we have a couple of quilts around the house that my husband's grandmother made. She's an amazing quilter. And that's kind of what she has done her whole life is make and give away quilts. And those quilts mean so much to us. And I feel like we're kind of in this moment where we not only is the season changing, but just like to kind of relax and recover from everything we've been through collectively. Why not grab a quilt? If you don't have one in your house, grab somebody and go shopping for a quilt. And I'll tell you what, bonus points if you sign up for a class to learn how to quilt. I've always wanted to quilt, Rebecca, always. And I get intimidated by the math. Wait, wait, by the math? You know, there's a lot of math. There's a lot of mathing involved in quilting because of you have, I mean, you have to like figure out how uh, the the dimensions of the quilt and then how the pattern is going to work into the quilt. And um, I'm not great friends with math. I'm not either. No, I can't. I can't math either. <laughs> that does not sound like fun. Bonus points to you if you figure out how to quilt. And if you are a quilter, we would love to see some of your work for real. But ultimately, what I want to say is if you don't have a quilt, grab somebody and go find one. Mm, that does sound like fun. Quilt shopping. Yeah. So the next one on my list is send a series of gifts slash gifs, however you insist on saying it. <laughs> Send a series of gifts to your significant other that represent your love story. Oh my gosh, that's so fun. <laughs> and I totally am going to do this. I want to see if I can send them to Nate and that he can figure out what in the world, why are all these things coming to me and how are they connected? Oh my gosh, that's so funny. So you're not going to preface it or anything. You're just going to start sending them to him. I don't know. I haven't really decided yet, but I think it'd be, he, he would, I mean, he would not get it. He just wouldn't. I mean, I'd send him one of like a window. I'd send him one of the bowling alley and then office space. I mean, it just, <laughs> it would. I don't think he would make the connection. Now, if I remember correctly, you are team GIF. Is that right? Yes. Okay. Um, I, I just couldn't remember which one, which uh, side of this argument, this war over pronunciation that you landed on. The right side. The correct <laughs> side. That's what side I'm on. Now I have been so insistent about saying GIF. And I say it to my, in my, even in my own brain, I say it so much that when people say GIF, it really, it's like, I honestly don't know what you're talking about. Excuse me so, while I eye roll like crazy yes, over here. <laughs> yes. Oh, that is so fun, though. I think if I did that, I would definitely have to send a little preface to Kyle because I don't think that he would get it either. So, What would be the first thing that you would search for? Okay. The first time that Kyle and I made any kind of like eye contact, I spontaneously winked at him as he was walking past me. We were in one of the halls of, of a building on our u university campus. He was on my radar. I was on his. A friend of ours had been trying to connect us. We passed each other. I'm telling you, Rebecca, the Holy Spirit came over me, I guess, because I've never just spontaneously, randomly winked at a guy. But How bold of you. I know. Our eyes met. I winked at him. We kept going on our way. And he, to this day, says that gave him the courage to actually call me and ask me out. So... Our GIF love story would definitely have to start with a wink. 
Oh, that's awesome. I love it. What's next on your list? Okay, on my list. Well, you know that music is going to turn up on any list of mine. So I thought it would be so fun and actually kind of meaningful if you asked somebody in your life who's older than you what their favorite song was in high school and then just like listen to it all weekend just for fun, whether it's a grandparent, maybe a neighbor, um, doesn't even have to be somebody uh, as far older than you as a grandparent, could be me. I know there's a lot of awesomes in our community that are way younger (laughs) than my 39 years. So just somebody who's older than you and see what their favorite song was in high school and then just put it on repeat for the weekend and then talk to them about it. I think that would be so fun. This is a very Megan type (laughs) thing to do. Connecting 100%. with somebody else over music. Exactly. exactly. <laughs> Obsessively. <laughs> Obsessively, yes. Not just, not casually, but like all the way in. <laughs> so the next one on my list is to go on a date or girls night, stop at a thrift store first and pick out hideous clothes for each other, and then change in the parking lot before you go to the restaurant. <laughs> Oh my gosh, that is so fun. I love it. I wish that I could take credit for this one, but this <laughs> this is embarrassingly <laughs> inspired by Carly and Evan from Bachelor in Paradise. Ah, okay. I was like, I've never heard of this idea before, but if it was on The Bachelor, that explains it. Well, it wasn't on The Bachelor. This is getting more and more. Okay. <laughs> they met on Bachelor in Paradise, and they left the show in love and engaged. And then I follow Carly on Instagram, and this was one of their Instagram stories. Yes, I am that person. (laughs) It's really cute, though. No, I think it's seriously really cute. But wait, first, 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 first. What is Bachelor in Paradise? Oh, my God. Like, is it... No, is it like the traditional... The traditional bachelor setup, only they're in like some paradise location. No, I mean they're in a paradise location, but it's single men and single women coming together, and then they need to have a connection by the end of the week, and then they exchange roses. And whoever doesn't have a rose because they didn't make a connection, they get sent home, and new people come in. Oh my gosh, that is even worse than I thought. I know. It's delightful. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Okay. Well, all of that aside, this is still really cute and fun. I think that that would be so great, especially I don't I could never and I mean, never get Kyle to do something like that. But to do with girlfriends, I think that would be a lot of fun. Yeah, it was really entertaining just to watch their Instagram story. And I, I would love it. It'd be great. It'd be great. <laughs> So good. So good. Okay. Well, the next one on my list is actually inspired by something else too. Not The Bachelor. I'm sorry to disappoint. But, you know, at the end of every episode of Smartest Person in the Room, what Laura does is she, so she interviews this person about the thing they're really great at and they kind of tell parts of their life story along the way. But at the end of every episode, she asks her guests to share about a life changing or a life shaping book, one of their favorite books that really shaped their life. I think that is such a fascinating idea. I have loved listening to the answers that her guests have given because sometimes the thing that has shaped their life actually has nothing to do with, it's not really related to the work Um, or the topic that they were on Smartest Person in the Room about. It was just something that kind of generally helped form their life. So 
my idea is to ask somebody in your life, preferably somebody that is a little bit of a reach for you, which is to say, not your spouse, not your best friend, not your sister, whatever. Um, But ask somebody, what is the book that has shaped your life? And listen to their answers. And as I was thinking about this list, I, I thought, you know, I know a lot of things about my parents. I have no idea what books heavily influenced their life. And I think if you can try to throw the question out there and, and, and maybe offer the caveat, something besides um, a scripture or like a holy book. So not the holy scripture for their faith, but something beyond that. Challenge them to think about what is the book that has shaped their life. And again, I'm going to throw bonus points out there. If you also find that book and read it and then have a follow-up discussion with them on it. I think that finding out what book shaped a person's life is so relevatory about who that person is and how they got to the place where they are in their life. So I'm going to say life-shaping book for the next one on my list. What's up? What's up next for you? Well, mine is also book related. Mine is reread your favorite book from childhood. Oh, that's so good. Wouldn't that be so much fun? And maybe you're already doing this a little bit or have done this with your kids. You know, you've gotten probably more into chapter books, but Grace and Noah and I have only just started to dip our toes into reading chapter books aloud with each other. I long for the day when I can reread some of my favorite books from childhood with them. I think that'd be so much fun. My my all-time favorite author was Roald Dahl Uh from, you know, Jamin's and the Giant Peach and the Charlie and the Chocolate Factory. Those books can be maybe a little bit dark in some areas. Mm -hmm. You know, a Mm -hmm. lot of them, the parents... Are dead or they're orphaned and so I right feel like that's I need true to be, i need to be careful about when i start reading those books with my kids you know four might be a little bit early <laughs> for noah but i really am looking forward to reliving some of those feelings and emotions and memories from childhood so great that's so great i think if i right when you said your favorite book from childhood the first one that sprang to mind for me is eb white's charlotte's web That was just like my first book that I can remember thinking like, this is the magic of books, being so captivated by the story and just, yeah, the the beautiful idea of friendship and how that plays out. And of course, it has a sad ending. I I do know that was the first book. Well, sad, but then hopeful, right? Right. (laughs) That's the first book I can remember where I cried at the end, so... Oh, I like that one. Maybe I should revisit that. I haven't reread that in a long time. What's next for you? Okay, next on my list is bake something. Are you a baker, Rebecca? No, I really kind of hate baking, and I have some guilt about that. (laughs) Okay, see, I think this is so interesting. I feel like baking is something you either love to do or you hate to do, either because you're intimidated by it, or you've maybe had some bad experiences, maybe burned a few things, or something didn't quite turn out. I think it would be such a fun challenge to just bake something, particularly if you're not a baker. I am thinking about baking a good old-fashioned loaf of bread, like full gluten, old-fashioned yeast bread where you let the whole thing rise and you punch it down and then it rises again. There's something so therapeutic about baking bread from scratch. And I haven't done it in a long time. You're laughing like I, I am a lot of silent giggles on your end right now. Well, you say therapeutic, and I think stress-inducing. I mean, like, <laughs> making a loaf of bread, like, that's, like, the last thing on my list I would want to bake. Oh, my word, that sounds 
It's just intimidating. I'm just not, I don't know. It makes too many dishes. I'm not that good at it. <laughs> okay, okay, okay. But what about like cookies or brownies? Is that something on your level that you feel like would be? I don't like doing it, Megan. I can do it. I can, but I don't like doing it. You don't even no. like to bake a pan of brownies? Oh, well, a pan of brownies. Yeah, I can handle okay. a pan of brownies. But okay. my my sister, she loves baking. She is so good at it. And she was babysitting Noah. And it was one of the rare times she had just Noah. Mm-hmm. And they made monster cookies together. You know what monster cookies are? No. Okay, well, they're amazing. That's not the point of the story. But everybody needs to go eat one. Or bake so one made, this weekend. Yes, or bake <laughs> one this weekend. So they made monster cookies together. And he just loved it. And I'm not kidding for the next like four days it was this constant argument between noah and i because noah kept saying mommy i want to make something with butter and flour and sugar and i want to pour it together and i'm like noah i don't have anything i can't just do that there's nothing that i need i uh, it just was not good Okay, well, for those of you in falling in Rebecca's side of the argument of this, (laughs) I just would offer to you the invitation to bake something and maybe, maybe even bake something and take it to somebody. Maybe if that is an incentive for you, you're like, no, then I don't even get to eat it after I go into all the work to bake it. Exactly. (laughs) I just... I feel like in a time like this, when we're recovering from stress, when we're celebrating, making it through, I think a baked good is appropriate for the celebration. It is appropriate. (laughs) And I would love for somebody to bake one and bring it to me, or I'll stop at the grocery store. (laughs) Okay, well, as you can tell, Rebecca and I are having a great time coming up with ideas of how to celebrate getting through a stressful season today. We're going to take a quick break to hear from our sponsor, and we'll be right back. Awesomes, can you believe the holidays are already upon us? This is the time of year when many of you are beginning to make your gift lists and check them twice and maybe tuck away a gift or two just for yourself. Well, just in time for this holiday season, today I am thrilled to introduce to you the ruffledpage.com. The creative and innovative force behind the ruffled page is Diane, one of our very own awesomes. When you browse the beautiful things for sale in Diane's shop, you'll see what sets the ruffled page apart from other home decor is the way she uses pages from hymnals, from classical sheet music, even from maps to create stunning and unique wreaths for any occasion. Her chic and stylish wreaths are accented with felt flowers, ribboned bows, and bits of nature which give them a charming look and a welcoming feel. Now, for the Christmas season, you'll find wreaths decked out in poinsettia red and tartan plaid, even elegant winter white. A selection of all of her work is in stock and ready to be shipped. And if you don't see anything that matches the wreath that you've been dreaming of, Diane is happy to do custom orders as well. Whether you're looking for the perfect gift for the home decorating enthusiast in your life, or maybe something awesome for your own front door, you'll love what you find at the Ruffled page. Now through November 30th, 
you can use coupon code AWESOME10, that's the word awesome and the number 10, for 10% off anything at The Ruffled Page. To get a jump start on your holiday shopping, go to theruffledpage.com or check out more of Diane's work at The Ruffled Page on Instagram. Thank you again to theruffledpage.com for partnering with us for this episode of Sorta Awesome. Okay, we are back. We have been talking today about all of the fun, silly, and maybe somewhat serious ways that we can celebrate making it through something difficult. So Rebecca, we were talking about your lack of love for baking before the break. Let's hear what's next on your list. The next on my list is search for e-cards online and send them to five friends. The cheesier, the better. (laughs) Awesome. I love it. Are they still something that you can do? Yeah, definitely. Really, I can't remember the last time I got an e-card. I mean, it used to be like the way to brighten somebody's day is to send them this, you know, silly animated card in their email. But I have not received one in eons. Yes. Yeah, I think you can still do that. Um, And I like the idea of actually like making the effort to send them to somebody to brighten their day. That's great. The next one on my list is sort of along the same lines. I thought it'd be really fun to send a creepy love note. (laughs) And like, like to somebody that you know, or just like drop it in a random mailbox. I mean, I guess you could do that. That's not what I'm suggesting, though, but you could. And by creepy love note, I mean the kind, you know, like, um, those sort of the classic um, like kidnapper ransom notes from the old movies where they cut out letters from magazine and newspaper and they paste the letters onto a piece of paper and that makes the note. I thought it would be really fun and a little bit silly to do that, to take the time to cut out all the letters, to spell out a message of love or admiration or even gratefulness to somebody and then send it along to them, whether it's to your spouse or your next door neighbor, or maybe your child's teacher. I don't know. I just think that it would be so fun (laughs) to take the time to make a creepy love note to spread a little bit of love into the world in a mildly creepy way. (laughs) I love it. I want one. (laughs) I'll expect one in my mail. (laughs) I'm on it already. So my next one is get an inkless tattoo. Oh, I have been wanting to do this. Talk more about it. So I first heard about this on YouTube. John Green is one of the creators on the Vlogbrothers channel, and he did this about a year ago. He got an inkless tattoo. It's done with water instead of with ink, and it lasts for about a month. And so you get, well... All the benefits of experiencing getting a tattoo, (laughs) but without any of the permanentness of it. (laughs) Well, you know, I mentioned earlier, when was it? The social media episode, a couple of episodes back, that I am thinking about getting a real ink tattoo for my 40th birthday next summer. But maybe I should experiment a little with the inkless kind first to see if I like it, to see how the whole process goes, and see if it's something I could envision lasting for the long term. It does sound like a good way to give it a test drive. I have to wonder how much it costs, though. Is it, like, equal to the cost of a regular tattoo? I mean, probably not. 
you can't get very detailed with it. True. It's just one color. I mean, the water. It's just water. Yeah. Yeah. All right. I'm kind of spacing out because I was thinking about that a little bit. (laughs) (laughs) Let me get my mind back in the right place, which is to talk about the next thing on my list, which was try to write some fiction. You know, November is traditionally NaNoWriMo, which stands for National Novel Writing Month, where people who have a novel idea that's been kicking around in their head commit to writing a certain number of words throughout the month of November. Now, I have written many things in my life. I have to tell you, I've never really seriously attempted fiction. You know why? It's really freaking hard. It is hard. I could come up with sort of the big sweeping general plot of the book, but actually sitting down and thinking about how you would describe the scene that's playing out for your reader in terms of the details of where they are, what the characters, first of all, just like even what they look like, what they're wearing, that is challenging. And then trying to put together dialogue that sounds normal and believable is really, really, really hard. The last time I made a serious attempt at it, I'm pretty sure I was in college and I was like, I'm terrible at this and I'm never doing it again. <laughs> yeah, I don't think I've done it since high school. It Yes, it's very intimidating. Really is. But I think there's something really refreshing about actually trying to create it yourself. I think sometimes, especially people when you when you read a lot of fiction, sometimes we can get really um, a little bit nitpicky about how a novel turns out. Uh, certainly, I myself do that a lot as well. But I think if you just give it a try yourself, it gives you such a great appreciation for the art of fiction actually writing great fiction. And I think it would just be a fun way to stretch your brain, particularly, and I'm assuming most people who are listening right now are not fiction writers. Maybe you are. Maybe some of you write some fan fiction that we don't even know about. But I think there's something really fun about making your brain try something new. And this is a pretty low stakes thing to try. Nobody ever has to read it. It can just be something fun that you know that you attempted. But I think it's really fun to celebrate making it through a hard something, whatever it was, whether it's the uh, election cycle or whatever, by trying something new that you think you probably wouldn't do that great at. Just see what happens. So write a little fiction and let us know if you do. Okay, Rebecca, next on your list. Go to the grocery store, buy every variety of a regular item that you normally eat with your family, and then taste test it and determine which one is the true winner. <laughs> so, my my sister did this with American cheese. Uh-huh. <laughs> they went to the deli counter and they bought every variety of American cheese to figure out which kind they actually like best as a family. That's kind of amazing. Yeah. <laughs> and then this past week or so on Good Mythical Morning, a YouTube channel that you and I both really mm-hmm. love. Mm-hmm. Rhett and Link are the hosts there. They did a blind spaghetti sauce taste test from jars, jarred spaghetti sauce that you could buy in any in the grocery store. They did kind of like more gourmet ones all the way down to the cheap regular ones. Well, guess which one won? Which one? Prego. You're kidding. Oh my Isn't gosh. Isn't that incredible? It is. Yeah. So, yeah, just challenge yourself. Like, okay, I always buy the same brand of vanilla yogurt, but maybe 
I actually like this one better. You know, who knows? That's so interesting. I The first thing that came to mind for me was peanut butter. We go through a lot of peanut butter in our house. I personally buy Jif. <laughs> I have a thing for Jif. Because it's the right one. Well, I is the right to one. Nat- I switched to natural peanut butter. Did you? You're so you're I such did. a good crunchy mom. We just well, buy just like straight off the shelf of the grocery store Jif. <laughs> I'm not kidding though. Ten minutes before we started recording, I was spreading that natural peanut butter on a Hershey chocolate bar. So I don't know if I'm that good of a crunchy mama. <laughs> The baby appreciated it, though. <laughs> yes, yes, very much so. <laughs> oh, that's interesting. I, yeah, that, that would be an interesting experiment. The whole family could weigh in and be like, we have decided for our household, it is this brand. So that's fun. And apparently, I think it's called Clearfield is the American cheese brand that won out, that that's like the best to get. Okay, I'll keep an it's eye really out It's really creamy. It. Yeah. Okay. Well, next on my list is something that may be a little bit more high stakes because it's going to change your physical appearance. Why not color your hair? Something really fun that feels really bold. I have lots of friends. Now, I haven't done this myself. I've really contemplated doing it. But I have lots of friends. Even our co-host Kelly has experimented with blue and purple streaks in her hair. Um, I have friends who have done the whole thing, like hot pink or like a really bold teal. And then like Kelly, some people just do a few streaks. One of our awesomes did like a purple, um, like a really deep violet purple on her whole head. It was so beautiful. It was so shiny and just totally gorgeous color for fall and winter. So yeah, I think that if you're celebrating something big, go out and like have a physical thing that says I did something great. And maybe coloring your hair is the thing to do. Again, I have not colored my hair since college. Ah, I am not very daring. I need to. Yes, that is a good challenge for me. I need to step out and be more aggressive with my style choices. (laughs) Okay, next on your list, Rebecca. Okay, well, speaking of aggressive, this one's kind of a big one, but plan all your meals for the weekend around Pinterest recipes you've never taken the time to try. A brand new recipe every single meal. That's good. Like from it, like things you've pinned, but you've never yes. actually made. <gasps> yes. That's a great challenge. I might do that for real. That could be, you know, a bit labor intensive, <laughs> a little bit stressful if the recipes end up being a flop, but <laughs> so much fun to like dig into those things that you're like, oh my goodness, this looks so good, but you've never taken the time to try it. Yeah. So, yeah. I like it. I like it. And you know, by golly, as much as we pin recipes on Pinterest, somebody should be making these things. So Exactly. I like it. I think that's a worthy, worthy endeavor for this weekend. Okay, next on my list is a blend of something old school with something current events. You know, Rebecca, in this election cycle, so much has been made about truth and lies. Who's telling the truth? Who needs a fact checker? Like, I feel like we've had so many discussions about who is a liar, right? Mm -hmm. (laughs) Well, I was thinking the other day randomly about an old school game that we used to play that when I was in elementary school called Balderdash. Did you ever play Balderdash? Yeah. Okay. How does it work again? Okay. So just as a reminder, first of all, you can actually buy this as a as a game. Okay. So you can get all of the things pre-made, but you do not even have to buy it. What you do need is a dictionary. 
If you've got an old school dictionary sitting around the house, grab that. I suppose you could even use your phone if you, I, I, I can't go there in my mind to think about how to adapt this, but if you have access to a dictionary, even like technology wise, you could still do this. So you need a dictionary, you need some scraps of paper, and then um, each player who's playing needs a scorecard just to jot down their notes of their points as they go through. So what happens is every for every turn, one player at the table is the chooser. So what the chooser does is he or she browses through the dictionary, picks a fun word that they are pretty sure nobody's ever heard of and that nobody at the table knows the actual definition of. They announce what the word is. Everybody writes down with the correct spelling and everything, the, the word from the dictionary that the chooser has chosen. The chooser also writes the word down. The chooser is going to write down the correct definition on a, on a scrap of paper. Everybody else is just going to make up like completely balderdash, lie, make up a definition that sounds believable for that word. After everybody has written down their made up definition, the chooser takes all of the scraps of paper and then reads through all of those definitions, the one real one and all of the bogus definitions. So then the players go around the table and they decide, you know, did I think it was definition number two that was right? Um, or did I think it was number five or whatever? They make a note to themselves which ones they chose. And then the chooser reveals what the real definition of the word was. So, and you just kind of go through and score all of the points from there. And Honestly, eventually, after you've played a few turns of this, nobody is even really interested in keeping track anymore. It's mostly just like bragging rights if you can actually choose the best definition or make up ones that other people choose. So I thought that was such a fun spin on this idea of who's lying, who's telling the truth. Sit down with some friends at a table, maybe even over Thanksgiving, if you want to do something besides talk about the state of our nation. Oh, please, yes. Grab a dictionary, <laughs> grab some scraps of paper, get everybody laughing with making up things on purpose. And who knows, you might even learn a few new vocabulary words along the way. The last time I played this with my parents, it was so funny because my dad chose my mom's made up definitions like almost every single time. Oh, <laughs> it was really cute. That is so cute and funny. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Okay. I think we're to our last items on the list. Is that right? Okay. What's last on your list? So mine's a little bit wild and crazy. <laughs> okay. Let's hear it. Challenge yourself to find an animal that you've never sat on before and sit on it. <laughs> Be it alive or a statue or whatnot. Bonus points if you don't own the animal yourself. <laughs> okay. Is there a story behind this? <laughs> I mean, I have a random animal that I have sat on, but I mean, everybody does, right? Don't you also have... <laughs> I mean, <laughs> Right? I don't know, Rebecca. I'm what's, not sure. What's the craziest animal you've ever sat on? Uh, just, just a horse. Just, a horse isn't that crazy. But not. some people have never sat on a horse, so you can challenge yourself to like go horseback riding. Okay. Or okay. you know, if your neighbor has a huge dog, you can try to you know take it for a ride around the yard <laughs> for a moment. <laughs> The, cra the craziest animal that I've ever sat on was an ostrich. Wow, that's really crazy. Well, yeah, it was pretty crazy. We were in South Africa. I was there with college students, and 
it was, I think it was like an ostrich farm or something. And we had the opportunity to sit on, and some of us had the opportunity then to ride an ostrich. And I did not ride the ostrich, but I did sit on it. They put it in a cage type thing so that when it was standing up, like it couldn't actually move. And then we like climbed up this ladder and like climbed on, posed for a picture. And (laughs) it was fun. But it was really intimidating, though, to think about for the people who chose to ride on the ostrich. Like, I really wanted to do it to say that I'd done it. Mm -hmm. But they go really fast. Uh And, like, you have to hold on. And it's, like, really hard to hold on. You got to clench your legs really tight. And it's just... And, like, hang on to their, like, little scrawny ostrich necks. (laughs) It's just... It's very easy to have the whole thing just get kind of out of control really fast. So I didn't ride on the ostrich, but I did sit on it. And, it I mean, you know, bragging rights. So. Bragging rights. You <laughs> win. I was trying to think. I know for sure I've ridden a horse. I was trying to think if I've ever actually ridden anything else. I feel like, and this is completely unethical, you guys, please don't hate me. It was in the 80s. But I feel like as a child, I might have ridden on an elephant, like at a a circus or zoo type situation. I don't know if that's accurate. I need a fact checker for my own childhood. <laughs> for your own childhood. <laughs> um, but never an ostrich. And also, I feel like I need to know, it was an ostrich farm or an ostrich ranch or an ostrich preserve? Like, I just, I'm having such a hard time envisioning this whole thing. I don't remember. Okay. All I remember... Was there be there was an ostrich there? I don't remember. I'll okay. have to go back and look at my um, my photo albums and see if I wrote anything that could shed some light onto why we were sitting on ostriches. Besides just just because for the fun what, of it. that's what you do. That's what you do. Right. Okay. Well, man, the last one on my list really pales in comparison to riding an ostrich. But I was going to suggest maybe you could practice some light immersion therapy. So immersion therapy being this idea that if you have a phobia of something or um, just it's something that you would never do, that you kind of expose yourself to that thing in a way that is going to help you get past your phobia or work through your fear. For example, Rebecca, remember when we were talking about, I can't even remember what episode this was on. Sometime you and I were talking about a YouTube video where snake massage snake massage i knew you were gonna i was just about to say megan are you suggesting a snake massage (laughs) i would never get a snake massage but what i was (laughs) hey if you accidentally sit on it Uh -uh. you get to not two points (laughs) you get two for the (laughs) whatever (laughs) Knock two items off the list in one terrifying moment. Um, (laughs) I was not going to say that I was going to get a snake massage. No, Rebecca, what I was going to do is actually just make myself watch the video of somebody else getting... Oh, for Pete's sakes. (laughs) Of somebody else getting a snake massage. Um, That would be about the limits. Uh, Again, I said this was just light immersion therapy. It's not like the whole thing of it. You're right. Another thing, like, I don't have a problem with spiders. I know a lot of people are, like, very, very phobia, like, very freaked out, have a very serious phobia of spiders. So maybe just, like, try killing a spider and see what happens. You don't, you know, maybe it'll <laughs> turn out fine. Um, maybe if you really, really, really don't like crowds. And listen, I really, really don't like crowds. Like, intentionally, with, like, on a mission, put yourself somewhere where you know you got to make your way through a crowd. That's your only goal. You're not shopping. You're not... 
you're not um, stopping for anything along the way. You just got to make your way through a crowd. Another one for me, and I, this is like one of the weirdest things I've ever told y'all on the show, is um, I have a very, very, very weird thing about hair that's not on the head. So like stray hairs on people's clothes or like on a coat, it completely icks me out so bad. And because of that problem, I never clean out our hairbrushes. It makes me feel like I'm going to throw up. So ultimately, Kyle or one of my girls are the people that clean out the hairbrushes around here. But I was thinking, and listen, with my long hair and the girls, they all have pretty long hair as well. We have a lot of hairbrushes that need cleaned out all the time. So I was thinking maybe I could challenge myself to clean out a hairbrush and just prove to myself that I can do hard things. So... I was thinking that a little light immersion therapy will help you to remember that you can some sometimes I don't want anybody put their lives in in danger, but sometimes it's good to remind yourself that you can do the things that you think you can't do as a way of celebrating making it through a difficult time. You know, that that is though true because there have been times I'm not a big spider fan. I used to be a whole lot worse. And then I had something that you would probably not consider light immersion therapy. I spent um, several nights sleeping in the rainforest in Belize with um, spiders the size of my hands mm. on the wall. And mm. it was like, oh, I'm going to die right here in this bed. Um but they were like too high up, like you couldn't kill them. And so you just had, anyway, I got so much better since then at yeah. handling my fear of spiders. So much so every single time when I kill a spider, I think to myself, Rebecca, you are so amazing. Look <laughs> at you go. You just survived this traumatic event and you're a-okay. <laughs> that is some really good self-talk, Rebecca. I love it. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Okay, you guys, we have given you some ideas, some silly, but some really quite doable. We really, and I mean really, want to know if you're inspired to actually try any of the things on our list. If you are, we would love to hear about it in the Hangout group. But if you just want to share on social media and tell your friends and family this awesome thing that you did to celebrate getting through a hard time, we want you to use the hashtag Sorta Awesome, either on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, where we can find you and celebrate alongside you that you did a really great thing to celebrate making it through a hard time. So don't forget to use the hashtag Sorta Awesome if you do that. So speaking of social media, Rebecca, remind us where we can find you all around the web. You can find me on my blog at simplyrebecca.com. And then I'm also on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook at simplyrebecca. Okay. You can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Sorta Awesome Meg. Don't forget that the show is on Instagram at Sorta Awesome Show. And you can always find us on Facebook on our fan page, facebook.com slash Sorta Awesome. Thanks so much for listening, you guys. And we'll see y'all next time. Sorta Awesome was created by me, Megan Teets, and is produced each week in collaboration with Kelly Gordon, Rebecca Hoffert, and Laura Tremaine. Visit us on the web at SortaAwesomeShow.com, where you can sign up for the show's newsletter, connect with the Sorta Awesome community, and find show notes for each episode of Sorta Awesome. Music is provided by the band Prager. Find out more at PragerMusic.com. We'll meet you back here next time as we discover, explore, and discuss all the things that make life sorta amazingly awesome.
thanks again to theruffledpage.com for partnering with us for this episode. Don't forget theruffledpage.com offers handmade home decor, including stunning wreaths created from the pages of hymnals, classical sheet music, maps, and with burlap and other natural accents. These are the unique gifts you've been looking for. Visit theruffledpage.com and don't forget to use code AWESOME10 at checkout for 10% off any purchase. Happy shopping and thank you again to The Ruffled Page. Seeking the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the roaring 20s. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device or play on PC through Facebook games.